This is the Goal Crush Podcast, a resource for setting, approaching, and achieving personal goals. Where your co-hosts, Margaret and Christy, share their experience crushing and crashing their way towards success, and sometimes failure, to inspire and encourage personal growth in your everyday life. Margaret, hey, um, how are you? Um, I am chugging along. Oh, God, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I am clinically depressed right now. I. <laughs> I want to like just make that statement. Um, we've talked about how I battle depression, um, a lot on here, but I am in a pretty rough spot, and um. I know we took a month off and then we had our last episode where we were sort of coming back from a break. And I thought, you know, it was just summer and energy levels. And now it mm-hmm. turns out that it's not that. So, yeah, I'm, I've been better. Well, and I was thinking about, too, like part of what we were doing when we took the break is both of us were busy, both work, all the summer activities, things like that. Um, and it's always hard to know if you're just, as you point out, tired because you're doing all these things or if the fact that you're doing all those things is covering up how you actually feel yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent um i and based off that so here's what i did oh accomplished this week uh my accomplishment i took a shower excellent and i washed my hair and dried it Oh, those are big self-care for you that are really hard when you're not feeling good. Yeah, I've been depressed and we know how um, I track my habits. And one of the habits I need to track for my mental health is how often I bathe. Um, You should check out our hygiene episode if you want to hear more about that. Um, But I realized my bathing has started to slack off. I went, I think, five days without a shower last week. And I was like, whoa, oh, no, oh, no. And, like, you should have seen my apartment. It was a fucking, like, um, war zone. Like, every fucking space had something sort of laid on it when the kitchen was dirty. And I'm still on a whole 30, so, like, I've just been cooking. Um, But then I went to therapy. I went to see a therapist. Oh, good. This week, yeah. um, I reached out for help, and um, I... The next morning, I woke up and I cleaned my house from top to bottom. Um, I showered before I went to the therapist because I was like, I guess I should do something to prepare myself. <laughs> um, but so I took, I think what I accomplished this week was taking some like big steps in acknowledging where I'm at with my mental health and sort of um, figuring out what, taking the next, taking steps to figure out what the next steps are. And honestly, I think for a lot of stuff like this, actually, I think it's really apropos for us to talk about money and budgets, too, because I think one of the big things is to, like, have some good moments of self-awareness when you're tackling your budget. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the same thing with your mental health. And a lot of issues, like, a lot of the more challenging stuff is you have to actually have those moments where you take, uh, you look around and, like, figure out where you're at and how you're doing and what you need to do. Those are like just doing that is such an important first step for a lot of goals and a lot of the really hard ones, I think. Yeah. So that's what I accomplished, <laughs> which was sort of dark. But um, how about you? What did you accomplish this week? I uh, super fucking tired all week. 
And Mm -hmm. you, I know, oftentimes can and actually need to work from home. I do not have that life. So it forces me out of the house, Um, which I have to say, this is one of those weeks where I don't think I would have gone outside or forced myself to just go on walk, but for having Fenway and him being bossy about it. But every oh, yeah, I don't day- have a dog. I worked from home all day, yeah. all week, every week, every day this week. I worked from home because I didn't want to leave the house. Yeah. Um, and like this week, I made my step goal every day, including yesterday when I got home. I had had to drive like to a town an hour and a half south of here for a settlement conference that took like all afternoon, which I settled my case. So that was great. But it's exhausting to mm-hmm. do something like that. It's and it's and there was a lot of negotiation. So it's a lot of like trying to figure out what my what my client is willing to compromise on and it's just exhausting. And I got home and I was only and I know you're gonna laugh at this, only at seventy five hundred steps. <laughs> um which for me is half of my daily step goal. And I was like, oh fuck, I do not want to do this. And yeah. uh I put Fenway on his leash and he and I went for a walk. We did stop at a park and sit in the grass for a while before I could motivate myself to keep going. But we did it. I made my step goal yesterday. So it's been it's been stuff like that. I've been doing little wins, little, little wins. wins. Yep. It's exactly that. So sometimes it's not about, oh, I finished these three things on my bucket list. It's no, I like fucking showered. Yeah. And I went on a fucking walk. <laughs> I did the dishes twice this week. I'm really happy about that. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Little wins right now, you guys. Little wins. Um, But we are going to go ahead and dive into our topic this week. We are going to talk about budgets and money. So um, let's go ahead and hop right in. Sounds good. Hey, Margaret. Hey, we get to talk about one of my favorite things today. You're such a weirdo. I love that you love to talk about stuff like this. Well, and this is actually something I decided to do because money and budgets and stuff gave me a lot of anxiety for a long time for a variety of reasons, not, and some of which I'm not going to get into here on the podcast for, you know, we all have our own personal lives, but basically money was always a source of anxiety for me. And so I decided probably like about the time I was like finishing up college, like during my senior year. I started reading uh, some like budget books and self-help like money guide types of things. And I decided that one of the things I was going to do was make budget and money into something that I enjoyed talking about and doing to try to- How old were you when you- Like 21, 22. And I realized like if I didn't change my mindset about it, if I didn't actively try to make it something that instead of it being a source of anxiety and stress was something that I found to be- enjoyable and something that I felt like I was good at and like so by developing the expertise and talking about it a lot I took away a lot of my anxiety about it but that was a really intentional decision and I think so for a lot of people by the way that's the first step of dealing with monies and budgets is figure out how to address your anxiety around it um so (laughs) that's a little bit of your story my story is very different my history with money and budget um I had very little anxiety about money um, for a long time, my parents, um, were upper middle class. Um, they had a good income. I mean, my sister were spoiled. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm very lucky to have parents that have supported me. Um, they supported me financially through like most of college. Um, and through the, but emotionally, my parents are really supportive. They're the most supportive people in the world. Right. 
Yeah. And um, your parents are, they consider themselves lucky and privileged to be able to give you and Amy all of those things. And I like, it's yeah. actually something your dad and mom have worked really hard for. Exactly. So I had no concept of what money meant by the time I was 25. um I didn't understand that money didn't just fall off trees Mm -hmm. even though that's what my dad had been telling me for his entire (laughs) my entire life um he said it but it felt like it sure did um so I found myself um abusing credit cards for most of my 20s um I was working at a nonprofit making a pittance you know and I um I lived off credit cards for most of my 20s uh, by the time I turned 30, I realized um, I was crippled with debt mm-hmm. and crippled with personal debt, not just, not just student loans. Like, I did end up taking out a few student loans, even though my parents paid for the first five years of college. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, because I chose to study abroad, like, a second time. See, like, I had no concept of, like, what, pri- what privilege was, what mm-hmm. wealth meant to me, yeah. what it meant for me to have. Um, access to things that money bought, you know? Um, And so by the time I turned 30, so this is just a few years ago, right? I realized I had to do better. I found myself in an underpaying role. Again, I just moved. And um, I was, I I had sort of like a come to Jesus moment. And I realized like all my credit cards were maxed out. Um, I could barely afford, I didn't know how much I was spending every month. I had Mm. no idea. I had yeah. no concept of how much was going out every single month because I would just pay, do it, put a payment on a credit card and max it out. Put a payment on my credit card and max it out. Credit card balances, like the, um, they were seen as money to me. And I realized that I needed to make some changes um, and sort of started doing research around like where to start. Like where do you even start when you're $25,000? of $25,000 of credit card debt, you're making $32,000 a year, you know, and um, living off your credit card. And that's where I realized, you know, okay, got to start somewhere. And it's taken me almost like three years since that day when I was like, I want to be debt free um, to actually be actively on my way to Mm -hmm. that um, and having like big financial goals. So, um, I would say I was blissfully ignorant for a very long time in regards to money. And, um, but it's been a harsh reality learning and wishing I'd known better, wishing I'd known better and started earlier so that I didn't put myself in this position that I'm now having to work very hard to dig out of. Yeah. And I, I should say this, like, So I worked really hard to change my attitude about money and being financially savvy and being comfortable talking about money. Um, And then as I have learned now that I am 34, um, my natural inclination towards self-destructive behavior is around (laughs) money. Um, Oh, I can just put money and food right next to each other. Yeah, and I should say this like, after my stepdad died and I got really depressed and I graduated from law school and I didn't have a job and it was just like a shitty, shitty period of my life, which you remember distinctly well because we spent a lot of time together. You I did, remember. Well, and you did a lot. Like, I, I thank you so much for having lunch with me like once a week during that period because <laughs> it was actually one of the things that pulled me out of it. So, But also, I mean, like you were there for me because I was in a really bad job. 
I didn't like and I could leave for lunch. And um, like, yeah, no, we, we were, that was where our friendship blossomed and yeah. sort of bloomed, where we sort of set the roots, the foundations for our friendship. But for yeah, sure. it was a rough time. Yeah, it was just a rough time. And like, I just ignored all of my financial responsibilities in ways that have taken, like that are still affecting my credit score today. And yeah, I wish I hadn't done that. Generally speaking, I set up my my life to be automated. Um, so like, I know how much money I make. I have my budget, but I also, all of my bills are on auto pay. Uh, all of those. I'm not there yet. Oh, and see like, and That's I- That's scary to me still. And I get why it's scary. I also accepted that when I fall into, actually, I'm going to use this as an example right now. I was looking at my budget app this morning and I saw how much money was in my garbage and water and sewer uh, line item. And I realized I forgot to pay it last month. It is the only bill of mine that can't be automated. It's the local city. I can pay it online, but I can't automate it. And I have been busy, but also just very sad lately. I wouldn't necessarily say Mm -hmm. depressed. It's more like just sadness, dealing with some old feelings and some new feelings and stuff like that. And I haven't been paying attention to my calendar and my planner. It is written in there to remember to pay it. I, I paid it this morning. Um, it's not a big deal. There's no late fee yet. But it's stuff like that that like I I know that when I get when I get anxious about life, and I've, I guess I'd say like part of my sadness has been really a lot of anxiety about things lately. I get really inclined not to deal with the stuff that I need to deal with, and my bills are one of the ones I will ignore. So yeah. I automate everything. Um, I remember not paying my electric bill for like six months when I was like 22 and not realizing that was like bad. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't turn the lights off. I'll just pay it when I'm ready. Like, are you kidding me? Like, no. Um, but I also remember reading in, um, Girlboss mm-hmm. by, um, I don't want to remember her name cause she's done some things that aren't. It's disappointing. I don't know. She bankrupted her company and now she like tries to say like she's this boss CEO. And I'm like, yeah, but you sort of cool. Um, (laughs) There's thoughts on that. Um, But um, in her book, which actually is a good read. It's a a hype book. I agree. Like, Like, no, I actually Hype, hype, hype. You can do this. You can do this. Like, um, so she's really a good hype woman Mm -hmm. of herself. So that's for sure. Yeah. Um, And I haven't listened to anything she's done lately. So maybe she addresses sort of moving on after failure um now i need to look into that but okay so girl boss in girl boss she talks about how you know she knew she was finally like set when she could start putting everything on auto pay yeah because i remember it i still i'm almost there i can finally i could put everything on auto pay and i actually thought about that this month when i paid my the half the bills that aren't on auto pay i was like this would make i'm finally at a place where i have this money so it's not crazy for me to put mm-hmm. this on auto pay but it was her sign of success was when she put all of her bills on auto pay because she knew she could afford it yeah and, and I, told- I remember that ringing hitting me sort of hard when i read it because i was like i can't i don't i have to make sure i have the money in my account when each of those is paid so i need to do it like manually and i yeah. think that there's sometimes in your budget where like there's no if you are out of control and you're overdrafting and you're having problems like you need to make everything manual again yeah, you need to bake it down to ba- bring it back down to your basis. R- like write out a budget, very simple spreadsheet. Have you know? I think we can start talking about tools a little bit. You know, like and 
do things manually so you know where your money is going. It's for me, so the biggest, so my big aha moment was, you know, when I was living in Denver and I realized like I had no idea mm-hmm. how much what I was spending. I wanted to get my credit cards under control. And the first thing I did was like write down a budget. I know that sounds insane, but it was like actually write down like what I owed each month instead of being like in my head, like, oh, I should probably do that. Or like just looking at bills like on the fridge, like everything got written down in one place. I watched this video that I always send to people. I know you um, love it. That we'll add to our show notes um, by this like finance YouTuber who I have nothing in common with other than the fact that I like her finance <laughs> videos. Um, and I wrote everything down, and then I started getting really into Dave Ramsey, which mm-hmm. I think everyone at one point gets that has ever, ever looked into controlling their finances will look into Dave Ramsey. He was part of me. Like, he was a huge part of that 21, 22-year-old me. And Sue Zorman, those were the two. I read, like, a bunch of what they like, – a bunch of their books at that time. Uh, their sort of confidence and willingness to talk about money bluntly was so influential in me learning how to not be anxious. Yes, right. I have never, I haven't read anything from Suze Orman. Um, I should probably move on to that, but I've really tried to keep it as simple as possible. I've used apps that I fucking hate. They make me feel poorer. They make me feel more out of control. Like Mint, I don't like. I don't like um, Mint. I don't like. Do not like it. And I, tr- I, I tried using it for about six months. I dislike how it alerts you to certain parts of your budget. I think it's very um, scarcity oriented. Yeah. And um, I tried You Need a Budget, but I don't think I had enough money to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. And it's a different – I might actually try it again soon because I know you love You Need a Budget. I love You Need a Budget. I will say this, though. I think that it will clearly and quickly identify if you're making – if you need to make more money. And that can be a hard part of this. And I know yep. – And I get very frustrated with financial gurus who tell you that you can balance your budget no matter what. No, no, that's not true. Like you can be in a place where you are not making enough money. And that's a really, really hard place to be in. And it's not your fault. What are my goals, right? One of my goals for this year was get a new job because I'd focused on my budget enough to know that to live my lifestyle, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the lifestyle I wanted to live, I needed to make more money. Yeah. Or I needed to change my lifestyle. And guess what? Dave Ramsey, I'm not going to start delivering fucking pizzas um, as a second income so I can be debt free. Like that's not who I am. Yes, I can stop traveling for a year. Mm -hmm. That is something that I finally decided um, I could do after traveling on credit cards for a decade, you know? Yeah. Like I can go on that vacation. I have $1,200 free on that credit card. Like are you fucking kidding me? No, Christy. Yeah. You can't go on that vacation. <laughs> but, um, God, sorry. A part of my depression is that I lose track of my train of thought. Oh, no worries. I we forgot. were talking about you need a budget, which I do agree with you. <laughs> it clearly and quickly identifies if you're not making enough money. Um, I think it can be one of the useful things about it as a tool, but it's also one of the really hard parts of it as a tool. Yes. And so I finally just, I had been doing it in my bullet journal. I had just been doing this simple procedure, which um, this this woman in this video, I can never remember her name, and I always have to search for the link, but I'll add it to the show notes. She outlines like a paper budget. You literally just write down from top to bottom the most important like bills, everything that's actually due every mm-hmm. month. Yeah. We're not talking about your grocery budget or like things, but I mean actually due, your rent, your car payment, 
your electricity, your student gas. Student loans, whatever, yeah. Yeah, your student loans and stuff is actually paid every month. And then you put your total income mm-hmm. and then you subtract that from your total in- You know, like you add that all, the- all your true bills up and you subtract it from your total income. And I know this might sound so basic to some people, but like it was really revolutionary to me to actually see all of that together because I was just sort of guesstimating in my mm-hmm. head somewhere. And so I had to really go back down to the basics to write everything out and then like check it off each one I paid. And then um, I eventually graduated to a spreadsheet. Yep. Um, now I have a very complex spreadsheet. I may share it. Um, it's very personal. <laughs> I think I will share one tab of it, my main tab. Yeah. Um, maybe for just a few months. Um, no, I'll share it. I feel comfortable. I, sh- I feel like I should share it. Um, not should, but I, I think it might be helpful in our show notes, that is, you know, there's lots of calculations. And now I also, I have always strayed away from granular spending budget. Mm-hmm. And right now, what I found is working best for me is a slush. Yeah. A full, like, um, it's more than I realized I needed. A full, like, $1,400 a month. That's for anything that's not just straight up a required minimum bill. You know, and from that $1,400, I do everything. Yeah. Right? It's not like I have, I have $100 for taxis and $200 for groceries and $200 for going out to eat. It's like, no, no, no. All of that sort of discretionary spending for me comes from one chunk of cash. And I found it needs to be a lot bigger than I ever expected because the, for the first time in my life, I'm tracking how much I'm actually spending. Mm-hmm. And I'm tracking how much that is not on credit cards. I'm trying not to use credit cards right now either. I can actually see how much I'm spending because it's all cash. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, for me, and I know that eventually I'll graduate to more from a full slush, like a full, like, I think that my next step, whether that be three months or six months or nine months down the road, will be to finally make those more granular so Mm -hmm. they can be a little bit more controllable. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's one of the things about the you need a budget system, which has like a set of rules that like make up a theory, theory. And I will say this too, I've used You Need a Budget now for like almost two years. And I think it took me six months to adjust to its mindset. Because part of what the whole theory is, and I actually had been doing this sort of in my brain and my own paper budget, but not as clearly, is that they go with the you you give every dollar a job. And I still keep what I refer to as a cash emergency fund that I can dip into anytime I need to, to move money around. And then I will work back to saving it up come the next month or something like that. Because I have also adjusted to the fact that some months I spend more money than I make other months, I spend substantially less. And I'm just mm-hmm. okay with that. Uh, I the- think that's a state of comf- like comfort I am almost at. But like, it takes a lot of work to get to a place where you could really accept and um, work with the fluctuation of month to month. Okay. Okay. Okay, we're back from technical difficulties, you guys. Yeah. We had a small kerfuffle with our hangout, but we're back. Sorry for the pause, but what were you saying? You were saying something about zero-sum budget. Oh, and I was just saying uh, stuff about zero-sum budgets, and the other part of it I really like is reprioritizing your money. So even though you've assigned money to something – if you want to spend, and then you've worked, like I was using this example of, I sent Fenway to be boarded this uh, month while I went on a trip. 
and I didn't have enough money saved in my pet's miscellaneous to pay for the whole thing. So I pulled out of his grooming fund. And I like mm-hmm. that you can just sort of reprioritize the money that way. And you need a budget really is meant to move money around. It's not like, oh, can't go out to restaurants anymore. You have no money left in your restaurant budget. It's like, do you want to borrow from your clothes budget to go to your out to, to eat to dinner? And then I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe not. Right. Is it that important? Yeah. I mean, speaking of like sort of every dollar budget, there's an every dollar app that's by Dave Ramsey that was my entryway into sort of like digital budgets, which was helpful at first for me to track manually, manually. I tracked manually everything Mm -hmm. I did um, in the every dollar app. Um, So if you liked a digital thing and it was like a nice, it's really basic, super basic. But I think sometimes you have to start super basic and start jumping into things like you need a budget or mint, which can be really sort of, I feel like demoralizing when you're, if you're in a bad place with money to go into one of these apps and be like, well, cool. It's proven that I have no fucking money. Thank you very much. Yeah. Like it's proven that I don't have enough money to live my lifestyle. Thanks so much. Like. It's it, it's more about and like every dollar. I feel like since it's so simplified, it can really just be like, all right, I need to get control over just sort of making sure I pay all my bills mm-hmm. and keeping track of what I'm spending and just seeing what I'm doing versus changing anything about it first. Yeah, because um, I think one great piece of advice is just track everything for thirty days or go back and track what you did last month. Like yep. just go back and like look at it and sort of move it around and play with it so you can then. See what you do this month, you know, look to your past so that you can make decisions about your future. And as part of that, I almost never use cash. I, um, I have a day-to-day credit card that I put almost everything that I spend on. It gives me pretty good cash back. Um, so I make money on it. That's oh, cute. Yeah, I like it. Um, That's cute. I only use cash because I have such a problem with credit card. Yeah, see, and I think this um, is the difference. Is like I can't wait for the day that I can like, use credit cards for their fucking perks and put my spending on that and pay it off every month. Like that's not where I'm at. Um, mm-hmm. When I'm debt free, I hope to be able to find a credit card like that. That is my spending credit card so that like my spending is um, rewarding me. Yeah. But um, right now I actually just switched to um, how I manage my cash payments. I got a second checking account. Oh. I um, So I have my credit union where mm-hmm. my main checking account is still don't love them. I'm still thinking of changing them. Like, what are my goals? One of my bucket list goals for the week, for the year. One of my New Year's goals is to find a new bank. Yeah, no, I knew um, you didn't like your current one that much. They've done some stuff that's just not great, even though they are a credit union. But mm-hmm. I signed up for an online bank. I did a lot of research, and I found one called Chime Banking. It's very simple. It has a checking account. It has a savings account. Um, what? Why I chose it uh, is that I wanted a place to put my – Slush fund, my mm. spending money. So it was separate ah, from everything else. That makes a lot and of sense. And then I would just use this card to pay for anything that was sort of in that slush fund. Mm-hmm. It, um, the reason I chose it specifically is because they have a thing called like Roundup Savings. Mm-hmm. So for every non-whole dollar I spend, it rounds up and puts that some change basically into a savings account. That's how my grandpa uh, always saved for Christmas. And... Um, and, and other stuff like that. And I, and I do do that sometimes. And I should say, I've always been pretty able to use a credit card on a day, as a day-to-day spending tool, but it also really only works successfully. I've been really good at it for the last year and a half, 
because you need a budget is designed to pull money out of my uh, various allotted uh, budget line items and puts it into my credit card payment automatically so that I, even though I put it on my credit card, you need a budget treats it like cash in the way it looks on the app. So that really helps me always make sure that when I'm spending $10 on a new book or something like that, that $10 is coming out of my book fund and going into my pay my credit card fund. Yeah. Um, another, that sounds too complex for me right now. Um, yeah. And <laughs> like I, the idea of like syncing our, your credit card with your regular budget. I'm just like, I, I can't think like that right now. I have to think in all cash these days. Yeah. Um, because I'm still fairly, I mean, I'm th- three or four years into like getting serious about my budget after 30 years of not. <laughs> um, so I'm still a little bit further behind in that. I'm like, okay, no, like I really need to do everything in cash. Um, it's more important this way. And another thing I love about the new online banking is that every single thing that goes through on your card, like not just when it posts, but when you swipe your card or do anything mm-hmm. with this card, I get an app notification. Oh, that says, hey, you just at this thing, you know, it's not like it doesn't have that, um, the wait for it, mm-hmm. um, that sometimes your cards, when you do something, it does, and yeah. it will show me my budget in that little notification. Oh, interesting. My budget, my budget, my balance in uh-huh. that notification. So it really so helps every you time I use fund. my card, yeah. every time I spend money, I get a little ding that says you just spent this much, this how much is left. That's a perfect budgeting tool for you right now using a yeah. cash-based system though. And I yeah, think, and so I, good. And it, this is the other thing. Find the system that works for you. Like I enjoy sort of not, I don't want to say more complex systems, but I like having a lot of specificity in my budget and a lot of sort of automated control, which I get with you need a budget, but that's probably not, and that may never be something that appeals to you because it's just not the way we are very different in everything we do. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I need to see it. I need to, and I, I feel like I am sometimes stifled. And if, if I put, if I'm stuck with all these little budgets um, and I spend so differently every month that I've decided and mm-hmm. seen that it's really hard for me to say like, oh, I only have $300 grocery budget. My grocery budget is always crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know who I am, but um, especially as like a single woman, I'm like, what, how do I spend this much money on groceries? But I find that just having like a full bucket to pull everything from, mm-hmm. I'm able to make sounder decisions throughout the month. Versus like the first right after I get paid or only right before I get paid. You know, mm-hmm. like it's more like it feels more continuous throughout the entire month that I'm in control of things. Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, it's been a lot of goals around spending, but also about paying off my debt. And I, it's been really hard. I'm do, using a debt snowball right now. Mm-hmm. Um a personalized debt snowball sort of. I built a spreadsheet out for it that's then sourced into my main budget spreadsheet um, so I can play around with it because I realize I'm never going to be someone that's like, I'm putting $800 extra onto my credit cards every single month. Like, I need more flexibility than that. Yeah. Like, I need to be able to say, this month I'm putting 500 Next month I'm putting 750 extra. This month I'm. it looks like I'm going to have a lot of extra money, so I'm going to try to put 1200 extra. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, um, I need the ability to move that around. And also, like, I have some work travel coming up where um, I want to have enough money free on a specific credit card to use it for all the reimbursables, like my hotel and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going a little outside of So the snowball, if you haven't heard about it, snowball debt is where you 
put all your credit cards together, you um, have your minimum payments amounts that you're paying on all of them, and then you take an extra amount each month and you start throwing all your money at the highest interest credit, like credit card. Or your highest and, interest payment if you have other types of loans or debt of, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. only doing credit cards. I'm ignoring my student loans right now because like, you know what, they aren't that big yeah. and like, I'm not worried about them. Yeah. And I needed to separate them because that made it feel a little bit. I feel like so many people have like these crazy student loans. Yeah. And and they're in separate debt. I feel like separating them out maybe be like, and I only have like ten thousand dollars of student loans yeah. at like two percent interest rate, so it's not. No, and that was like that was an me, issue. That was me in undergrad, and oh my god, I don't have my uh, law school student debt in my everyday budgeting. I make the payment. <laughs> I, I, but I can't see that amount of money that yep. I owe on That's that. That's why you have to separate some yep. things. And it's not burying your head in the sand either. It's just knowing what's realistic and what is going to keep you motivated to stay mm-hmm. on track. Yeah. Like you've seen $100,000 of debt. Way Is it going to make you feel any fucking better? Nope. Nope. I can handle seeing my mortgage. I can handle seeing my car payment. And I actually feel good seeing those go down. And I do see those go down every month because they're much more manageable numbers. But I don't see my student debt go down every month, and that's very hard. Yeah. Um, so I think that just to wrap up, because we want to talk about money more. Um, this is kind forward. of our intro into talking about like how we approach money and budgets. We'll get into a lot more specifics about maybe we'll do retirement. A- yeah. And, I actually think we could um, do a whole- buying a house. Which oh yeah. I haven't done, and you have. Yeah. Um, um, we can talk more specifically about like month, like different ways to budget. Travel budget. Uh, oh, yeah. No, and I, I even think we could do a whole one on credit card debt and paying down credit card debt. Uh, that yeah. was one of my big goals this year. I have substantially less credit card debt than you, but I, I'm i on track. I have paid 3000 of my $4,000 off this year, and I should be that's on That's amazing. You're it, gonna, I feel like you're going to do it by the end of the year. That's the goal. I think like, – and, and my goal this year was only to pay off half of it. Um, but it really did take, I make a little, I make some more money than I did last year. I also really uh, nailed down some spending habits and have been really stringent about putting extra, every extra dollar I have towards it right now. And I think the next one I want to do is um, spending less money. Oh, that's like a good one. Yeah. Spending less money. Cause I'm working on that right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that everyone struggles with. Oh, for sure. But um, we would love to hear that as well from you. But um, I think just to finish this on what I wish I'd known, like I wish I'd known that um, credit cards aren't money. <laughs> yeah. Sooner. What did you wish you knew? I wish I had realized that my first inclination towards being self-destructive was to make m- big financial mistakes because I think I would have created better safety nets for myself. And I mean, like one of the things I'm dealing with, I have a decent credit score. I had a fan fantastic credit score when I was 27. I worked zealously on that from the time I was 18. It was the type of like, I was basically over 800. It was great. And then I just fucked up all this shit. And now I'm at this place where it's like, good, but not great. And I'm so really Oh, tell me what your fucked up credit score is. Margaret, it's like a six sixty right now, six eighty. Oh, okay, all right. I yeah. thought you were. No, no. <laughs> That's, no. I, I no. thought you were going to be like it's seven fifty. Oh, like, no. You can go. No, you guys turn around and take your ass somewhere else. <laughs> nope, you guys. Like while getting to an eight hundred credit score is on my uh, forty by forty bucket list. Just getting my credit score comfortably over seven hundred has been like a long term goal. I that's had- my goal right now is to get it over seven hundred. I'm I've been wavering between like six sixty and six eighty, but that's because I carry 
I have a f- for, I carry a shit ton of debt. Okay. Yeah, and and no. they love you for that. They fucking love you for that. But mine's only where it is right now because all of the, my my cards are almost maxed. Yeah, like because of the way I was living. And that was the thing you know? is like I had gotten over seven hundred, and then I added my car loan a couple of months ago, so now I have a bigger debt to income ratio than I did before. It's I'm working on it. It's a process, you guys. We'll do a whole episode on credit scores because it is worth understanding them. Yes. So thank you for showing up and listening to sort of our thoughts on money and budgets. Um, I think it's something that women especially, we need to be comfortable talking about. We need to be comfortable sharing where, where we've been, what we're going through, and how we've gotten to a place of health and not just saying, I make six figures now, and not just saying, I worked hard at it, but being more granular about what we worked hard at. And so that's what we're trying to really bring transparency to so that we can show you that being financially stable is a awesome goal to have how we've worked towards that how we're working towards it and um, hopefully that it will eventually you'll be able to like be more joyful because you don't have to worry yes. about money yes like I totally and utterly agree with the girl boss author whose name I'm also forgetting that getting to that point where you can automate all of your payment is pretty joyful yeah so thanks for coming um thanks for coming <laughs> thanks for listening you guys we really appreciate it um and stay tuned for just our little ditty at the end oh my god you guys um if you follow us on instagram we haven't been doing much there i actually think i've posted more than you have you have which makes me feel bad about myself and irritates me (laughs) to no fucking end but, like, I haven't been posted on my personal account no, either. No, no. Um, again, clinically depressed over here. Mm-hmm. I know it may not sound like it right now. Uh, and I – but I am sitting here in my pajamas. I have a robe on. Yeah. Um, my – I washed my face this morning. Like, I'm not even dressed, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we were like, what are we doing this? I'm like, now. Because I knew if we didn't do it right now, like, it wasn't yeah. going to happen. No. And – in our last episode, we talk about the difference between consuming social media and producing social media. And that actually has fueled my trying to be a little bit more production oriented <laughs> on Instagram because, and I actually started monitoring my screen time, um, which was a good check-in on what I maybe was spending too much time doing because I haven't been yeah. very happy. And so yeah. just so you know, that was actually me trying to like take our own advice. And so... Um, I think we're just going to try to produce more on social media than can consume as much as we have been. Um, first, I'm going to try not to um, be suicidal. First, that's my first step. Excellent goal. <laughs> that's a, excellent goal. That's my excellent goal. And then um, I, I, we are going to be on social media more. So please follow us at The Gold Crush on Instagram. We never post on Twitter. I'm sorry. It's just not what we do. Um, maybe someday, but not here. Not now. You can always check out our show notes, which are somewhat half-baked right now, but we'll get back to doing those fully as well at thegoalcrush.com. You can listen to us where, Margaret? Uh, We are on – it's Apple Podcasts now. They fully have rebranded, I believe, Um, and uh, Spotify. And, you know, maybe – I never (laughs) use Stitcher, so here's my thing. I use Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and that's just maybe where we're going to stay. If you guys are – I just use Spotify, so – yeah, if you guys are committed. I don't think anyone else exists. Right. So, sorry, guys. Sorry. 
if you guys are committed to something else, then tell us about it. And then you have to listen. Okay. That's the deal. Yes. Um, and if you do have Apple, Apple podcast, please rate and review us. It's so helpful. Um, and then you can always, 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 I don't know what that word was. You can always <laughs> drop us a line at um, hello at the gold crash.com. Yep. We and are. I was just going to say, so you can always grateful. share. You can always share with your friends too. We'd love uh, to know that you guys are passing us along to the rest of your community. Yes. Um, we're grateful for you for listening and we're so excited to share um, our stories with you. So thanks for showing up. Um, and we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. We will keep showing up, people. <laughs> we will keep showing up. You keep showing up too. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.